Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, today I have Pedro Anderson, uh, the COO of Winding Tree. We're going to be talking about the token sale and travel distribution. Pedro, how are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Pedro, first question is uh, what do you guys do at Winding Tree? The Winding Tree Foundation changing travel distribution as it is right now. When the average person looks at travel, they think that it's doing better than ever. You know, the, the travel industry keeps growing and so on. But the underlying technology in travel is, is very dated. It goes back 30, 40 years. Travel professionals themselves, the problems with travel very clearly. So Winding Tree is creating the world's first open marketplace for B2B travel. And we're doing it with blockchain technology that ensures that it will stay open, it will stay permissionless. Any startup can uh, build onto the platform, any travel provider can list their inventory without any uh, intermediation. So what's the problem right now with travel? You know, as a regular person traveling for business, I just go to Expedia or Travelocity and book stuff. What do you see as the problems in the industry? So you're absolutely right. From the outside of the travel industry, it seems like travel is doing better than ever. Travel industry keeps growing. It's uh, over $7 trillion industry. But the, from the inside, from folks who actually work in travel, it is one of the most oligopolistic and uh, backwards industries in the world right now. The, the, the problem, for example, you, you, list, you, you mentioned uh, Expedia. If you're booking through Expedia, Expedia takes a huge cut. Let's say you're booking a hotel in, and you did it using Expedia, they take out a huge cut that takes away from experience at the hotel because the hotel is getting a lower cut. Um, and the value that they're providing is, is, is fairly low because it's not just Expedia and Priceline. They own um, most of the competing sites. So almost anywhere, unless you book directly, almost anywhere you book will be one of those two companies, uh, Priceline or Expedia. And they're taking huge commission fees without providing much value. So they just stepped in front of the uh, in front of the customer and in front of the hotel or the airline and, say, and taking their cut and then passing the person along and that's all they do. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that there were even many travel agents anymore. Um, so in your industry, um, who is left? I, I would guess there's travel agents for high-end travel. But what about uh, regular day-to-day type stuff? Like who would book that if not for the uh, big aggregators? We're going direct. So the reason why you don't see much uh, innovation around that, for example, new ways of selling travel, new niche apps, for example, selling travel, is because getting access to that inventory is very hard because those intermediaries hold on to it and they don't want to deal with startups. They don't want to deal 
with uh, innovators from the outside, right? They, they see them as essential competitors, so they hold on to that data, uh, to that inventory, and they only sell it to those uh, points of sale that they can control. And they they spend very, very high uh, amounts of uh, advertising. They're actually Google's uh, biggest customer for uh, for advertising, which drives up the huh. price for advertising, which makes it harder to compete with them. So what would be a, a good alternative solution? What are you guys working on that would be different? How would it be better? So, we are democratizing access to to that inventory. With with Winding Tree, a hotel there there lists their rooms um, on Winding Tree. A airline would list their flights. Any point of sale, whether it be uh, you know travel agent, a website, a app, anyone who wants access to that inventory can buy that inventory. It's all B two B, so it's not like. Um, Winding Tree will be a, a public-facing website, but any point of sale can have access to that. And then the the beauty of it is that the the, tra- the travel provider, the hotel or the airline, they actually get data on who is is buying their rooms. They actually see, they actually own their customer. Right, right now, um, if you booked, for example, with with Expedia, they would hold on to that information, and the hotel wouldn't know who you are. And the same thing with with airlines on. So it, 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 there's a bottleneck of information, which leads to a lack of personalized. Uh, that we should have in today's uh, travel. So what happens to uh, information? You know, let's say Marriott in Dallas at their north location posts their hotel to Expedia. Will they not give that same availability to other websites or to outsiders, or how does it work? So uh, hotels, they would choose different channels, and they would give rooms to each of the channels. Um, And that way we did working at the beginning is that uh, travel providers will give us part of their inventory, which will list on uh, Winding Tree uh, and made available two-point sale without any transaction fees whatsoever. As the appetite for, for that for that channel grows, eventually they will move all of their um, inventory onto Winding Tree. But initially, we will just be one of many channels that a, a hotel is at would use. Is that why if I go on um, you know one channel, you may say a hotel is sold out, but if I call that hotel... They may still have rooms, or if I go on another channel, they'll have rooms. Yes, and that that comes into another uh, property. For example, will they'll list rooms that they actually don't have. They'll list inventory that they don't have. And the idea behind it would be that you would uh, try to get it, and then when it says that it's not available, then they would recommend one of their other rooms that they actually do have inventory for. It's kind of a hack. Yeah, I've had that happen many times. I've gone on, you click on it, and then it says, sorry, that room's not available. So that's what they're doing? Yeah. How would you guys deal with a hotel being on your channel but being on other channels at first until you would have all that hotel's business. For instance. How do you um, make sure that the data that, uh, I guess you could make sure on your side that all the data you have is accurate and it's anchored into a blockchain. And I guess you wouldn't worry about the other data because you wouldn't have all of it. I guess it would be an okay yeah. scenario, right? Yeah, so when when a hotel puts their rooms out on the blockchain, you can't really play any funny games with, with that information. It would be truly there. But because there are no transaction fees, let's say I have 10 rooms in one channel, 10 rooms in another, and then Winding Tree is the third channel, right? If, if the rooms are booked up from other channels and I need the room from Winding Tree, I can always book those rooms as the hotel just to take them off the blockchain without ever paying a transaction. What, what blockchain are you anchoring into? So we're building on top of Ethereum for now for the smart contracts and the developer pool and uh, the community around uh, Ethereum, but we're open to possibly moving on to others in the future. Do you have any um, hotels or airlines or anyone that's on board yet, or is the project still too early? 
in and hasn't launched yet? Um, we have a property management system, which is a technology company for um, for hotels that will be for a pilot. They will be putting quite a bit of content on there. They have hotels in South America and Asia. Um, and then we're also huh. in talks with a few airlines who are on board, but I can't publicly announce just yet, but yeah, definitely right. coming soon. What do, you, what do you guess the savings to the customer will be or the savings to the, uh, the hotel or the, the airline will be if they work with your channel versus you know the big one? Um, so the cost savings to the hotel is not finalized yet because there, there would still be marketing costs and there would still be, depending on which channel they use, which point of sale is being used. What will change is the rent extracting just for the transaction, right? So there would still be some cost to the hotel, um, depending on the sale, but there wouldn't be any of the of the transaction fees. So for 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 airlines, those um, those costs could be as much as five percent. What about hotels? What's a ballpark figure that they might be able to save? I would say ten to ten to fifteen percent. It's funny. I could imagine if I was a hotel operator, like a small one. I could call my place the blockchain hotel and put all my rooms on the blockchain. And uh, it'd be interesting to see that and see what it would be like. Yeah. that's uh, And there are some projects coming uh, from folks who've reached out, technology companies who've reached out to us who want to build onto the platform. And, and you'll be seeing some, some ideas along those lines. Yes. Yeah, because the reservation side, you know, it takes personnel and everything. I wonder if you could uh, use smart contracts to automate a lot of that. The reservations would be handled through smart contracts and like really automate the hotel a lot more. Exactly. Yeah. And there's a whole project meters when it comes to the payment system as well, which would be facilitated as well. Where are you guys at with your roadmap? What's coming in the next six months or year and where are you at right now? So we've already created a prototype for hotels. And we're going to be launching MVP after our token generation event, which is coming up in November. Um, we will then start work on the airlines projects, which we hope to have ready early 2018. Very nice. But you said the public won't see this, but what, what do you guess that the public will experience when you guys are up and running for a given you know, hotel? Like, uh, what, what platforms do you think will showcase your stuff um, versus you know, Expedia and the big ones? So we'll, we'll list, we'll be announcing who will be selling uh, the inventory um, and then okay. be able to, to purchase it from those sites. You wouldn't see Winding Tree on it, um, but where you would see the change is that uh, the cost would be lower and the the hotel would be able to, to provide uh, more of a personalized experience because they would actually see who's coming and so on. Hmm. So the, the, the experience overall, there would be uh, cha- subtle changes on the backdrop initially, uh, but further on, the, the new technology built onto the platform is where you'll really start to see uh, the true advantages and bene- benefits of, of uh, Winding Tree. What about uh, travel agents? Are there still a good number of them? And will they be um, preferentially booking to uh, some outlet that's using Winding Tree? And, you know, will I experience better rates by using a travel agent? It, you'll definitely experience better rates if you're if you're using someone that's using Winding Tree, yeah. I just didn't know if that part of the industry still was alive and kicking. I don't know if there still are travel agents or if they're kind of... There's there's actually a lot more than you would expect because at the end of the day, people still want to call a physical travel, a physical person, right? If you need to change travel plans, especially a business person last minute. Okay, interesting. Um, so we have airlines, hotels, um, any other combinations I'm missing in the travel industry? You know, what about, what about rent-to-cars that you guys are going to work on? So initially, we'll be working with hotels and then airlines, um, and eventually we'll be expanding to other areas of travel such as 
uh, car rentals and tour providers, yeah. Oh, tour providers too. Huh, interesting. Okay. Tours and activities. To go um, full circle back to the beginning, how did you get into this and what's your, your background? I know I should have asked you in the beginning, but let's flip it and now that we know what's going on, ask you where you came from. Mm-hmm. So um, my my background is actually event tech and uh, social entrepreneurship. I ran a social entrepreneurship in uh, hospitality um, and then I got into event technology. But where, where the project came about, I, a, a very good friend of mine um, uh, was working in travel. He had he had actually um, gone through Y Combinator, uh, run a company uh, called Roomstorm. They had good funding, they had good backing, they'd gone through Y Combinator. They were able to get some some big uh, customers, big airlines, and and every time I'd see him, he was telling me about the the challenges that uh, with the travel industry and how the infrastructure was holding everything back, and that's why there's there's no innovation, right? that any startup that needs to come in, they need to integrate with these uh, intermediaries to be able to source uh, inventory. Uh, but of course, if you're a startup, you don't have enough volume, they don't care about you. Um, and, and it was very complicated. Even though they had a lot of backing, they were able to get on. It was an uphill battle and it, it wasn't the way that it should be, right? It was it was, it was unnecessarily slow uh, and ineffective. And, and, and he kept telling me about these frustrations, but at the time, what we were discussing was what's going to stop us from becoming one of these low giants of the travel industry five, ten years from now. Uh, if we solve this problem now and then we get comfortable in our position and we cease to innovate, what's going to keep us from becoming one of those, right? And that's when blockchain came into the picture. It was the decentralization and immutability of blockchain that made it all fit together. So in November, co-founder, his name is Maxime Ismaila, he published a sort of manifesto piece on what winding tree, on how how necessary something like Winding Tree was and that we were setting off to do this. And the response was overwhelming from, from the travel community. There were, there were thousands of responses and uh, a lot of support. Um, so we set out to do it um, and it started working on um, on the creating the, the, the platform that would be completely open, completely transparent, completely open source and no back doors, completely decentralized for the travel industry. Basically, it would be the internet for travel rather than, you know, hmm. another app. Okay, interesting. Well, very good. Um, any other questions about this I should have asked? It sounds like uh, you guys are doing a token sale in November. Sure. Who, um, who will that be open to? Who will that be restricted by? Um, what, what will be the purpose of the token? Is it just fundraising or are there other reasons for it? So we've already raised uh, 250000 in a private presale that was unpromoted. It was just from the travel community. Um, and we'll be running the public token generation event in November 1st, November 15th. It's available to anyone who wants to participate. Um, as far as the tokens, they will be used for payments on the platform to make payment processing faster and more effective. And then also later on, tokens will also play a part in the governance piece of the, of the platform. Okay, well, very good. Well, Pedro, I appreciate you being on the podcast, and thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, thank you, Richard. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com.
You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 